1: And Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions, like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place.
2: On Headstrong, we are very pleased and proud to be partnered with the CBD brand, The Good Level. Now, I've been taking CBD for about 18 months to maintain my mental well-being, but it's been very difficult to find a brand that I can trust because there's so many faceless foreign brands out there and you're not sure what you're buying or how it's sourced. Luckily, I found two guys, Joe and Johnny, who have created this wonderful brand called The Good Level. What's so great about these guys is that they support British farming. Many brands import their CBD from America, but the good levels say they don't rely on the methods by farmers that they've never met, nor the farms that they've never seen. They have a really close relationship with their farmers who are in Somerset, meaning they know how their product is produced from start to finish. They're the first CBD company i found who put a face on the brand and they're transparent with the whole process of how they create their products. And they've even got their own podcast where they look at the latest research on CBD. To check them out, go to their Instagram at the.good.level and drop them a message if you want to find out more about CBD. And for 15% off their products, use Headstrong15 on their website for checkout. Welcome to this bonus episode of Headstrong. My name is Louis Strong and I host this podcast. Headstrong is a podcast where I sit down with a variety of individuals in the public eye to talk to them about their lives and their careers but notably their vulnerabilities and their experiences to inspire you the listener to understand what it means to be headstrong. On this week's bonus episode of headstrong i am joined by the legend that is james Locke, and i met james last summer and we got chatting away about a variety of things and now he's looking to get into the world of acting and some ideas that are coming along there so i really hope you enjoy this episode of headstrong with lockie i'm also delighted to let you know that lockie is returning to your screens the Only Way is Essex is coming back to ITVB on Sunday the 12th of September, so be sure to tune in to TOWIE. Right, Lucky, thank you for joining me on Headstrong. Um, I'm kicking off uh, every episode by asking every guest that comes on how they are, by checking in with them. So I want to check in with you today. We're kind of, what is it, end of May,
3: and let's check end in with May. you. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm really good. had a, a bit of a difficult start to the beginning of the year. Um, split up with the misses, or uh, the ex misses now. But apart from that, I think um, you know, saying when people two people don't work, they don't, it doesn't work, you know. Um, and I'm feeling a lot better place now. I think she's in a better place. I'm in a better place, and yeah, looking forward to the future.
2: Mate, absolutely. You've got to be able to look forward to something else. I mean, we will. If you're happy and comfortable to do so, talk about a couple of bits and bobs that have happened in your life, but have made you yep. who you are today. So it's important to, to reflect on things in a positive way. And before we do dive into kind of TOWIE and, and the pathway of reality TV and into that spotlight, we need to go back to your childhood and Lockie as a kiddo. And I can only imagine what Lockie as a kiddo was like. That's quite,
3: quite, the, quite the thought. Where were you born? I was born in East London, born in Whitechapel. And what, what did your parents do? Uh, my dad had a, a company. Uh, my mum, my mum just done odd jobs, you know, like, you know, just she done bits and pieces just to put money in her, her own pocket, really, when she used to, yeah, just to have a bit of money, a bit of extra money in her own pocket. My dad had a company, but yeah, we lived in East London. I spent, well, all my family's from Hackney. So that's where, that's my, that's my, like, my, my foundation. That's my background. I spent part of my life in Dagnham as well. Um, and that's how, you know, I got the link um or to connect to to Essex and the only way is Essex you know because Dagnam's is like on the border yeah. of, of Essex East London if you like it's not East End but it's East London so that's 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 the um the link where 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 was school for you then from like kind of those middle Wapping. years yeah Wapping I went to a school in Wapping um I like said near I need to back a Dock. You have you ever been how- back What's that? Do yeah, you ever been back? All, all, all my family still... My, my nan and all that, they all live around there. Um, a lot of my family still live around there. My dad's living in Hackney now, so... Um, well, I'm always in that area. I've got a lot of love. I've, no, but life. have you ever been back to your school? Oh, no, of course not. No, no, no. It's <laughs> not there anymore. That, that, school, <laughs> not that, school, not. that school... No, it's shut down. It's all like... ran whopping now, East London, like E1. It's all like, um, you know, £1 million apartment blocks now. All, oh, all really? the water now. Yeah, it's, it's big, big money, so... All the stuff like that is, is, is gone.
2: How do you reflect on your time at school then? Did you enjoy it? Um, you know
3: what I mean? I think I enjoyed school. I think everyone enjoys uh, primary school, don't they? It's all fun and games then. But as you get a bit older, it gets a bit more serious. I was a bit of a away, as you can probably imagine. And uh, yes, school wasn't my, my favourite. Can you remember what you did? What did you study? In school? Yeah. I, just said, I can't remember that far back. <laughs> I didn't study anything. I struggled to keep attention.
2: Oh my days. So when you came out of school, can you, what was your first job then? What was your first like gig? First... Were you
3: working for your dad? Do you know my first job, yeah. I went to work with my dad for a little while. Then I got an apprenticeship as an electrician. And that's what I was doing right up until I joined TOWIE. Yeah, exactly. How long were you doing it for? I was doing it for about 10 years. About Yeah, about 9 or 10 years. I was doing it. Actually, no, probably not no, No, I'll tell you, that's, that's, that's a lie. I have t- done it for really about 7-8 uh, years.
2: So when you were doing that then and you'd left school and you were doing the apprenticeship and then you were doing that. Where, what were you thinking at that stage of your life?
3: Like, What, were your, what was your thought process at the time? Do you know something? Know when you come out of school and you don't really have any direction. Mm-hmm. You know, so, being from the background that I'm from, a very humble background, like my dad, the first thing for him to say or for, or for the direction for, for him to put me in was to go and get a trade under your belt. So, that's what I went and done. Now, not knocking, um, obviously, being an electrician, but it was never really me, you know, no, when I was doing it, it was never really me. I always felt like it was something more. Um, and I just wasn't, I wasn't really happy doing it. You know, um, I've got a lot of friends, even that are still in the business now, they've, they've got like fantastic companies. They've done very well for themselves from being, you know, electrician. But for me, it was never, I just, I just felt like I didn't fit, you know, the shoe didn't fit. So yeah, I always felt like I, I it, 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 this wasn't it. I wanted to try my hand at other things.
2: So before media came along and and TV and whatever, did you ever have like the thought process of I'm going to get out of this line of work and try something else? Was there ever a thought process of I could do something else?
3: Yeah, of course. That's what I'm trying to say. Like I wasn't necessarily going to go into, into like TV. Yeah. No, that all sort of come about by accident, you know, um, either being in the right place at the right time or the wrong place <laughs> at the right time. I don't know which one, but um, I always was looking for my next move you know obviously I, I i went and done my apprenticeship i qualified um i went out and worked on my own you know uh but i felt like i felt like i sort of been capped i felt like i'd hit i think i felt like i was very limited to where i could go obviously you can go set up your own company Everyone goes, oh, go get your own company do this that and the other but it just felt like well, that was all pretty much pre-planned um Mm. And, and obviously doing that. Yeah. Fantastic. If I was still doing that now, that would have been the route I I would have taken, but I was never, I was never happy straight. I was never happy, um, straight away. I sort of just doing it just for a bit of security, you know?
2: And it was kind of a means to an end at the time, I guess. It was keeping you afloat, but it wasn't like your, the definition of your happiness.
3: Yeah, of course, because you needed money. It was a good, obviously, for, for me, like I said, I wasn't very good at school. I didn't come out with the best grades. I wasn't stupid, but I didn't come out with the best grades. But obviously, with the grades, with certain grades, you need certain grades to get into, into certain colleges, universities, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, to get into certain jobs. That was never going to happen for me. So um, I went and done. A, that's why I went and done the actual trade you know, become an electrician itself in the first place. But like I said, it was never, when I'd done it, it was a means to the end. And it, it wasn't something I was particularly happy in. Um, and I was always looking for my next move, waiting for my next opportunity, if you like.
2: And then as you said there then, I mean, be it right or wrong, the opportunity did come about to do TV yeah. and work in it. And that opportunity came. Talk me through that. How did it happen? Where were you? What was that first experience and what you knew about it and how you got into it?
3: Well, it's mad. I actually got when I first got spotted. I was at, at um, an event, so they had like see how you get like model scouts or whatever. They had a, like an, there was an event an Essex Polo, so there was people there looking for potential, you know, um, like cast members. So someone come up to me. I'll be honest, I thought it was a bit of a, a bit of a joke, but anyway, I got chatting. ended up giving my number. Uh, then I, I spoke to them. For whatever reason, I spoke to him and then it didn't really, you know, something didn't materialize. Like I wasn't that comfortable. Um, I don't know. We just, I wasn't that comfortable with it and it didn't really materialize. Anyway, then about a year later, I was out in Vegas. And then some of the cast members are out there. And next minute we got, we got talking. They was on, they sort of like partying with us. And then they said, they'd be fantastic for the show. I've gone back. They've put my name forward. Um, and then I've gone and met the uh, executives again, met the producers. Next minute, that's it. As quick as that, I was on. How long was that time process then? It, it was quick. Literally, like they met me, liked me, got me straight on. Really? That's hilarious. Yeah, uh, it's Got me straight on.
2: Oh, I can imagine you in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, fair enough.
3: Did you have any um, did you have any
2: apprehension before getting into TV in general because you spoke about that first meeting with like just just people in in production obviously there's the the production side of things and then there's the cast side of things what was your kind of apprehension yourself as you said beforehand about joining just TV in general and that that kind of side of things
3: well obviously it's a new it was a new direction for me it was totally like out of my comfort zone you know you've you've seen me you know I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm very confident but mm. when you put a camera a camera in front of me like a lot of people, I wasn't a fish in water. I didn't. I didn't gel to it straight away, you know. And you find that quite a lot of with, with people with big personalities, you find it quite a lot that them people are not always the fish in waters. You normally find the quieter ones are normally the ones that seem to take to it a lot easier. Um, it took me a good year to, to get into it, you know. Um, like they had very, like obviously with 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 TOWIE it's scripted reality or improvised reality. So. You know, it's 50-50, You know, there's their storyline. There's, story there's real-life people, real-life scenarios, but they improvise and create um, some storylines for entertainment. It says that a disclaimer at the beginning of the show. Yeah. Um, but some of the some of the storylines they were creating for me, I wasn't comfortable with. You know, so I didn't want to pursue them. And then when you don't want to, like obviously with the producers, if you don't want to pursue them, then they're like, "Well, if you don't want to pursue them, then then go." I was actually in danger. They was going to actually get rid of me in the first year. And then a few things happened. I sort of half saved myself. Um, and then, yeah, then, then, I started becoming more recognized, more known within the show. So yeah, but it was something, yeah, it's not, it's not something for everyone, you know, TV, everyone thinks it's the answer. You know, a lot of people now get very, um, they get very, you know, they, they've got this mindset that TV is this fantastic, mm. you know, fantastic, um, well, it is a great industry, don't get me wrong. It's a fantastic industry, but they, they, they just think it's the answer to all their problems.
2: Well, I yeah. think it's because everyone sees it from the one point of view, which is literally through the screen and they don't see what happens behind the scenes. And exactly as you say, you, are being, you can have the opportunity to be put yeah. into positions that you don't necessarily think are authentic decisions. So you yeah. know you might not have actually made those decisions. Truly, I don't know, maybe, maybe not. It doesn't matter. That's neither here nor there because it's happened now. But do you know what I mean? So I think it's, it's kind of like a glorified way of seeing it. Yeah. As a member of the public anyway. I mean, okay. you talked about as well having like that, that that apprehension before joining it. But then did you see the opportunity as well of like that yes, a- getting of out of the gig?
3: Yeah. Yeah, obviously, look, it is a fantastic opportunity. It's opened doors for me. It's given me a massive platform to go and do things that I would never have had the opportunity to go and do. I've been to some amazing events, amazing countries, uh via obviously TOWI, and not only TOWI, the other shows that I've done, they've opened massive doors for me, you know, it's given me a fantastic life. Um, There are loads of rewards, but there's also, there's pros and cons and everything, and people don't realise how much scrutiny, um, how much pressure you're under being in front of camera. They all think it's all parties and glitz and glam. It's it's, it's not, you know, there's a lot of pressure. um, It's a lot of hard work that comes with it, you know, and... It's difficult. It's difficult at times. That's why you see a lot of these TV stars that, that do struggle, you know, they do struggle, they struggle with mental health. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a difficult thing. People just, they don't, they don't ever, don't always acknowledge that it can be difficult as much as it can be fantastic.
2: I mean, we'll definitely come on and talk about the spotlight side of things in a minute. But what mm. I want to briefly talk about is kind of, because this, this podcast is rooted somewhat in mental health and, and emotions, yeah. because being put into reality TV, you do have to be able to talk about your emotions. And also it puts you in a difficult emotional position. Did you find that easy and natural talking from an em- emotional perspective when
3: you started? Do you know something? It's, it's not easy to begin with. But it's you get used to it. That's what I'm saying. Like when I first started, I found things a lot more difficult. You know, I didn't gel to it that easy. It made me feel a little bit uncomfortable. But as you as you gelled with it, it became a lot easier, you know. And do you know something it's somehow like therapeutic. No, it that sounds crazy. When you yeah, actually yeah, yeah. stand there, and you're talking and you're not even talking to like a like a like a psychiatrist or whatever you want. You're actually just talking to your friends or the other cast members. But it actually becomes quite therapeutic. You're talking, it's like airing your problems sometimes. Um, and obviously, with with the shows like Tower, there's always a lot of drama. But that is that is what the show's about. it's, it's, it's not it's, it's the good times, it's the bad times, you know. But see, a lot of the time when you when you're going through like the bad times, you don't really air air that you don't air your dirty laundry deal. You? you when you're having your triumphs, yeah, it's, everyone's fine with showing showing their their triumphs. It's, it's when it's the bad times. A lot of people you know, have them behind closed doors. So when you have to having to do that on, on a national TV show, it does become quite difficult, you know, and I'm not saying it's never easy and you can never, ever, that can never become easy, you know, no matter how long. Like I've been in this industry nearly 10 years now. Is That can't become easy. It's, it's always going to be a difficult thing.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Like you're putting yourself out there as well for other people's enjoyment at the end of the day. Of like you're allowed to have days where you're not feeling 100% and up to it, you know what I mean? Exactly. exactly. I mean, vulnerability is actually, you know, you know something to be celebrated to an extent do you know what i mean physical and mental well-being are so important and come hand in hand i'm incredibly proud to be sponsored by the cbd brand the good level who have well-being at the very forefront of what they do as a company and a brand they offer cbd oils balms and jellies all of which are full spectrum and extracted by a cold press Their oils are all made with extra virgin olive oil from Kalamata and that makes them so much tastier than any other that I've tried before. Their balms have a fantastic smell as well and are great to use on your skin or any pain you're experiencing. And of course their jellies taste so great for any sweet tooths. They also have a commitment to sustainability, pledging to plant at least 500 trees every year along with ensuring all their packaging is recyclable. So if you want to check The Good Level out, go to their Instagram page at the.good.level where you can find out all about their products. And if you'd like a discount, feel free to use Headstrong15 at checkout on their website. I mean, we met Lockie out in Greece when we were allowed out in like the, I don't know, like six weeks when we were allowed out and we were in a hotel. Um, But the reason I say that is because that was when you were with your ex Um, And without wanting to dig up any dirt or whatever and just just talking about it like with reflection now and as kind of as men, I suppose, are you kind of able to put that part behind you now and like have this kind of like rational approach forward and and reflect
3: on it well? No, of course. Like see for me, like Yasmin is a great girl. I've got no animosity towards her. I know she's got no animosity uh, towards me. We've got various businesses that we're still involved in together. Um, It's just the fact that we are too similar we clash. Um, they say opposites attract. We, we are too similar and we, and we clash and we wasn't good for each other. You know, we was actually making each other unhappy. And the last thing that I would want to do to someone that you, that you love, and I'd always have a love for Yaz. Like I would always want to see her happy and do well. The last thing I'd ever want is, is for her to be, you know, unhappy. So, you know, so there was, there was moments out there that we, we, you can see there was cracks and stuff within the relationship. Um, we had been apart for like, we'd been apart for a year. We was together for three years, I think. Then we was apart for a year. We got back, but we got back too fast. You know, we rushed things because me and her, like, I'm a hundred mile an hour. You know, I don't, I don't, I, I should sometimes take my 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 time of things, but I don't, we rush into things. And um, yeah, do you know what I'm saying? It just, it started going downhill from there. But um, look, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, she's doing her thing, I'm doing mine. And Obviously, I want her nothing. I wish her nothing about happiness, you know, and, yeah, and she sure. deserves it.
2: I mean, that's something that I would say, though. It's like when you guys were there, though, you're infective. That's the thing. You want to hang around with you guys because you're fun. Yeah. And I get that, though, in terms of, you know, at the end of the day, not everyone is meant to fit together in a, this perfect scenario. Yeah. Do you know
3: what I mean? No, of course. It's the thing, like, we are the life and souls of the partner. Like, we are characters. This is, yeah. the, this is the thing, that like, when people's. When we go out, when we go out, without I don't want to sound um, like we like uh, big headed, but we go out and what what got me spotted, what got her spotted is that when you walk into a room, people do notice you. Then I mean, we are we are very much we're we're very much like the life and soul of the party. People do want to be around us, but it, it was like we're such big personalities. We used to clash, you know. We used to clash. We didn't compliment each other. We clashed, and and that's what the problem was. And it was it just it, one minute we'd be one one minute we'd be um, you know life and soul you know everyone's like lo- lo- loving life and next minute we be just causing absolute murders so it's yeah. just um but look, a, lot, a lot of couples are like that you know it's, it's quite a that's what made us so relatable that's what couples that's why people liked us i think i think a lot of couples could could um could buy into that you know there's a lot of similarities it's, it's, it's a very especially in this day and age it's a very difficult it's a very difficult um I thought a very difficult time to live in, you know?
2: Oh, it completely is. And that brings me back onto the kind of the spotlight side of things. I mean, how do you approach relationships in general when there is a spotlight on them, regardless of the show? You have kind of social media, but that's one thing that you manage. But then you have the tabloids and and press that are coming onto you that you can't manage. How do you approach that and knowing that there's things that may well be picked up here and there? How, How do you kind of manage that yourself?
3: Well, you can't manage that. It's just, it's, it's part of it. That's one of the cons. That's one of the things that you sign up for. Um, see, for me, I'm very thick skinned so I don't really ever overthink any headlines. You know, I don't take it personally and I don't overthink it. The journalists are just there to get a story. They're doing their job um, and they're just reporting on what, what we're up to. You can't overthink it. As soon as you start overthinking it or thinking into it, you, you, you yeah, it you just calls yourself unnecessary um, headache. if if you like Uh, you've just got in this industry, you've got to be thick skinned. Otherwise it will beat you. It like, you know, if you want to overcome it, you've got to be, you've got to be strong.
2: I mean, we talk about social media as well and what you can reveal and obviously seeing it, what we deem as reality. And then what isn't reality, where do you draw the line on privacy on what you're happy to share? Because you also use Instagram and social media as a business and a tool, but you also do share your personal life. Where do you draw the line on privacy?
3: Well, to be honest me personally i'm not massively like a social media advocate you know i don't promote as much as some people but to be honest here the people that promote the most probably do the best you know the people that are the most open probably do the best uh, via social media but i'm not i'm not massively open you know I, I like to keep some stuff private to a certain degree and that sounds mad because 'm on a reality show that that obviously discloses my life but I try, and keep, um, I try and keep as much as I can uh, uh, private.
2: Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. I meant, uh, but as well, like in terms of your businesses as well, you do like, you run a couple of other pages as well.
3: Yeah, yeah, of as course. As just
2: like, as, as your other businesses, you're a man with fingers in many pies, which is, yeah. you know, you're not a one, you're not, you're not just yeah, yeah, in, yeah, into yeah. one thing, which is great.
3: Because the thing is for me, you know, it's, it's, you've always got to have not a backup plan, but you need to have your fingers in multiple pies because you can't ever guarantee, especially with the last year we've had. So I've had to have my thing, my fingers in other pies, like with the trading stuff. Um, I had a few other businesses with, with Yaz, um, uh, but even some of them had, had like stopped trading because literally we couldn't travel, like the world's retreat and other bits and pieces. Um, But with the trading, the trading is something you can do from anywhere anywhere in the world. So even when I was in lockdown, all you needed was a laptop, your mobile, you know, I could earn money, you know, from anywhere. So it was fantastic. But um, yeah, look, like I said to you, you need to, you, you can't even rely on one source of income. You know, yeah. for sure. And then
2: you, you spoke about travel there, and Something that I feel like I, can, I have to be able to talk to you about is obviously you did, as work, head out to Dubai. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And as, um, as the form of work that you are in, that classified as work. Now, obviously, the government and indeed the public are easy to fire down because it's, I don't yeah, know, probably because it's reality stars and influencers, right? So that's an easy scapegoat. How do yeah. you reflect on, on that and not being
3: taken the term influencer seriously? Well, do you know something? It's not, um, look, I can't speak for other, other influencers that are out there, but we actually had, had pre-planned it. We didn't just, like...
2: No, I remember speaking to you as well. In August, you were like, we're going to, we're going
3: to Dubai. Yeah, yeah, because we had plans. We had business yeah. plans. I've got a lot of contacts. A lot of my friends, a lot of contacts are out in Dubai. And I was always going to Dubai. This was, this was booked months ago. Like, I mean, months uh, um, prior to December. Yeah. A, lot of the, a lot of influencers had gone out there, um, booked it last minute. Literally, they see the lockdown was coming. They all just fled to Dubai. It wasn't a fact. We just got, we just got, you know, um, tied with the same brush because we was out there. So it is what it is, you know. But like I said, I'm thick skin. Things like that don't don't really. It doesn't fade. Look, I can understand people's frustration, but I feel like the, the frustration was directed in the wrong in the wrong direction. Yeah, you
2: know? I think again, it just comes down to the fact is they don't know the narrative behind why you were going and the particularly the fact that it was actually long pre booked because like i i i knew about it um from when i we'd met out in august do you know what i mean so it's That's very cool. difficult if you don't because they yeah, only see one side yeah. of it and obviously if the tabloids are reporting it they're telling you what you want to hear do you know what well, i mean well,
3: yeah you gotta remember you can't always believe what you read you know um for sure. Yeah, you can't always believe what you read and see people very easy. You know, sometimes people believe what they want to believe. So, and like I said to you, I can understand, I, I sympathize with people that they were, people were frustrated. They was in lockdown. Then they see us out there, um, you know, living our normal lives. So I can understand that. So it's not, I haven't got any anger towards people that, you know, were angry, to, angry towards me. It's just one of them things. But there's all, always two sides to a story. Mm. Um, yeah, it is what it is, but... I-
2: and having your finger in multiple pies then, I mean, as you say, that is important because things like literally the last year and a half have been crazy in yeah. terms of life and everything. But let's specifically looking at influencers and reality TV. I mean, ultimately there must be, I don't, I don't know because I guess nobody knows, but there's a finite amount of time in it, I suggest. What is the longevity yeah. in your opinion as a career
3: in that? Well, do you know, so I've probably exceeded it by probably threefold. You know, a lot of influencers don't last that long within TV. I've been very lucky uh, that I've, you know, that I'm liked. And, you know, I've been given multiple opportunities and they've decided, obviously, the TV channel like me, uh, amongst others, and they've, and they've given me, you know, they've, they've, they've given me not just, obviously, Tower. I've had multiple different shows and I've done very well from it, you know? And there's no signs of it slowing down. It's, if anything, I seem to be speeding up. There's, there's more stuff happening at the minute. Uh, I'm actually looking to go into your your sector. I'm looking to go into acting now. So, nice. Yeah, I've had a few people approach me about that as well. So, you know, like I said, it's all come back by accident. So don't get me wrong, I'd need acting classes. But <laughs> yeah, of course. But yeah, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind. You might have to help me out. And, Mate, and I'm in really it. Yeah, I need, to, I need to progress into that. I've, I've had a few people approach me, a few producers already approach me about films and stuff, about writing me into parts and, and, and into films. So, yeah, let's see what happens, you know. I need to, obviously, um, like I said, I need your help. I need to get, obviously, um, you know, like everything, Put like Spotlight, everything else, you know. Have you you
2: got, um, is there like a
3: reality agent? And then, do you have an acting agent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I need to get an acting agent. So at the minute... Like, I haven't needed an acting agent because a producer's come to me direct mm. uh, about some, he's done some, he's shown me some of the films he's done, he's done some, some quite like not, not bad, they're not small budgets, they're still like 10 mil, like, you know, they're, not, they're still yeah. quite good films. They're not obviously Hollywood films, but yeah. they're, they're good films. And it's a good start for, for, for me. Obviously everyone always thinks I should go straight into EastEnders, you know, because <laughs> of my background. But yeah. Me, hey, me would and you say, Would, and you, would you say no to that though? I would never say no to that. I think that would be a great gig. Great opportunity, man. Yeah, it would be a fantastic opportunity. I just know that I don't like how they feel about uh, reality. Or you know, oh, blending in, also, I know what you mean, yeah. Yeah, it makes it, I might have to take a bit of time out. You never know. I might take a bit of time out for reality before I try and, you know, cross over to the other side. But um, it, look, like I said, this is something, it was all very new to me. I've managed to make a career out of it for, for so long. Um, before I get too old, I I wouldn't mind trying to progress and and try my hand at a few other things.
2: But yeah, there's actually now a lot of blurred lines in terms of what you can can do. For example, you see a lot of singers going into acting. You see a lot of actors going into anything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think there's actually a lot of kind of free reign into what you can and can't do sure it might take a little bit of time of tweaking and allowing i don't know the dust to settle from that because i know what some producers are like in terms of reality into um into like the screen acting but again nothing's impossible and also you as i say and you know as well you're a likable person so that's important when you walk into a room if somebody likes you they're going to want you
3: no exactly exactly that is the
2: key Um, we also, I want to talk to you about how we can use social media for the better, because the problem is I feel like there's a certain generation that now is just using social media that is far too addictive. And like when you and I were growing up, I Mm. didn't even, I I didn't even have a phone. Do you know what I mean? And Mm. like how times have changed in a matter of years, how can we now start implementing kind of beneficial change from an influencer side of things and perspective to be like a positive influence to filter down to the younger
3: generation do you know so it's a difficult thing you know because it's like there's so many different social media avenues coming out now like like you said when we was kids we didn't have phones we just we used to play out in the street now it's just it's very much like online gaming you've got this when even when you was online gaming back in the day it used to just you didn't talk to anyone you used to just play you'd play yourself or not playing, you, you play against the computer or you play, you make it come around and play with you. Now everything's done over the internet. You, you got things like TikTok, you obviously Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, of course, you've got all these like Snapchat. There's so many different social media avenues. It's hard, it's hard to, obviously they're giving the people what they want, you know? And that's very difficult because when money's involved, you it just it really carry weird. on
2: feeding it, won't you?
3: Yeah, exactly. So when money, listen, money money talks, and it's as sad as that sounds, money does talk. When, when people are earning millions, billions of dollars, are they going to really, they don't really care. Let's be honest. It's not down to the influencers and that. It's down to the people creating. It's people that are, that are a lot more intelligent and they're a lot more higher up the chain and they're creating these, these social media platforms. And that's, that's the problem. The problem starts there. It needs to be... You know, maybe there needs to be a new one, which is a lot more. You know, um, like I don't know. There needs to be one that's a lot more. There's a lot more fail safes uh, within it. You know, um, it's a lot more. It's a lot more conscious of of the problems within social media. You know. Yeah, for sure. But look, like I said, it's 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 well above me. It's well, well it's well above <laughs> Yeah, head. I know yeah.
2: for sure. Now, something that I do know that you're very, very passionate about is. Going to the gym, working out, doing physical exercise. And I don't know if this is necessarily true with you that it's kind of, in fact, maybe it is actually, like it helps, it keeps you switched on and kind of keeps you in the present and like keeps you in a good state of mind, I suggest, Mm. because you do work out a lot and it's just really good and clear clear for your mental health. I don't know. You seem like you're not too worried about um, like that side of things though. Do you know what I mean?
3: No, it's more, do you know something? it's, I think everyone has got stress from work and Mm. life. Um, Everyone gets a bit of anxiety here and there, you know, apprehension about certain things, upcoming jobs or whatever. Um, So for me, going to the gym is more for a state of mind. It it sets Mm. me up for the day. I like to go in the morning. It sets me up. It keeps, it gives me a good mental well-being being and status to like attack the day. Um, More so than trying to get like, more so than trying to look, you know, look the part. He's not so obviously, it's fantastic when to look well. Uh, you know, like who doesn't want to look good? But at the same time, it's more for like a mental uh, stability.
2: Yeah, it's really, really important because they come in hand in hand. Like, as you mm-hmm. say, you come out of the gym after, if you didn't want to go do the session, you come out of it and you're just like, you Freaking hit it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you feel good. Yeah,
3: absolutely. No matter, how, so no matter what you're going through in life, when you go to the gym, it always makes. For me, it makes it better. Even when, listen, whatever, whatever, whatever problem I've ever ever had, as soon as I've gone to the gym, I feel 10 times better coming out of it. Because a lot of people, what a lot of people do is they, when they feel a bit down, they feel, I, I've, been, I've been, I've done this myself. Like you feel, you don't feel great. What's the first thing you do? You think, oh, I'm going to go have a drink. No, that's, that's probably the that's worst. The opposite. Thing yeah. It's the present. So you go and have a drink next minute. You feel 10 times worse the next day. Then you eat a lot of crap food. Then you feel 10 times worse the day after. Next minute, after the week's, after weeks <laughs> week's gone, it's the weekend again. You stress yeah, yourself out. Yeah. You ain't done nothing this week. And you're yeah. back out on the lash again.
2: Is it important for you to have a big, good routine then for that mental stability as well?
3: I like stability. I like routine. I think root, listen, people human, like like human nature. You like routine, you know, routine, a, a good structure, you know. But that makes it very difficult with what we do because you don't mm-hmm. know when. I was you're gonna say, going to say, how do you manage your structure then in your That's line of work? I try and give myself as much structure with, with the trading and with the with the you know going to the gym and other things that I do. It gives me structure. So when I'm not, when I've got no structure with the filming, um. Yeah, it doesn't sort of unbalance me too much. I, be, I believe life's about balance. When you've got a good balance in life, I think that's, that's the key, you know? Everything mm-hmm. in moderation.
2: No, You're absolutely right. So what does the future hold then? And now that we're coming out of things, we, you, what, what, what can we expect in 2021 and beyond?
3: Well, like I said to you, I'm looking to, you know, jump over to your side of things, try yeah. and pursue an acting career. Let's see how I get on with that. Obviously, I'm still going to stick to the reality at the minute because I do very well with that. And, um, yeah, I've got some shows. I've got different shows in that, that are in the pipeline I can't speak about yet. I've had, I've had a lot of calls. The phone the phone has been ringing since, since, since it started opening. The phone have start, phones started ringing, which is fantastic. You know, the, the worst thing is to come out of this for a year and a half and then... You know, the phone don't ring, you know, because you can get forgotten about very quickly in this yeah. industry. You know, you're only as good as your last show. You can get forgotten about very quickly. But yeah, I've had loads of interest. Loads of things are happening. Obviously, I'm still on TOWIE as well. Um, I'll be back for the next series of that. There's other shows in the pipeline with other channels or, or with ITV and other different channels and that. And like I said, I'm trying to try and maybe, well, not maybe, I'm going to try um, and do a film. We're not trying. I'm going to do a film. I'm not trying. I'm, I'm going to do, do it. it. What I'm, are you going to yeah. do on yourself? No, I'm not going to make it myself. Like right. someone's got a film, oh, the producer. they're going to make a part. Yeah, they're like a producer, and they're going to they're going to they're going to write me into the, into the film. So right.
2: that's really exciting, and that'd be great to just get one under the belt as well, and just exactly make your way into yeah. it.
3: Yeah, start small, just build build
2: build the credits. That's the thing. That's the key. Yeah. Um, this is a question that I ask all of my guests that come on the show. What does the
3: word headstrong mean to you? For me, headstrong means being confident in yourself you know, being headstrong is being confident. You know, I think confidence is key as well. Another a key uh, element to, to life. If you're not confident in yourself and in what you're doing, then who else is going to be confident in you? You know, you've got you to believe in yourself before anyone else does. Nice.
2: I really like that. And I think my final, final question that I want to ask you is what piece of advice would you give to somebody who's coming out of this lockdown and is feeling a little bit, you know, struggling with anxiety struggling to get out of the house works not great yeah struggling to get to um get to the gym what would you what piece of advice would you give
3: to them I would just say that things are going to get better. You know, I know that's an easy thing to say. Tomorrow's a new day. Things are going to get better. We've all been through a tough year. It sort of made it bearable. You know, I've had a tough year. I've lost a, a, a lot of money. Uh, not saying life's all about money, but I've lost a lot. We've still got bills to pay at the end of the day. I've lost a lot of money. I've lost a lot of work, you know, but you've you got to just stay positive. You've got to look to the future. You can't dwell on what's what what could have been you know it's, it's what's happened. happened we're all in it together it ain't just me or you it's everyone the whole the whole world's been in it together you know so we're all sort of starting from scratch it's now down to you just to stay positive to stay headstrong, focus on where you, what you want to do where you want to be and just go for it you listen anyone can achieve whatever they want if you truly believe in it and you're confident in yourself you, you can achieve it
2: right perfect after dinner speaker
3: <laughs> that's what we do
2: <laughs> Love it, man. Oh look, Lockie, thanks so much for coming on. I really appreciate Pleasure. it. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. It's great to have teamed up with The Good Level, a British CBD company who share a similar ethos to that of Headstrong. The Good Level co-founders, Joe and Johnny, believe in CBD as it's helped them and their families with their physical and mental well-being. Whether that's using their balms to recover from physical exercise or or using their oils to manage stress and anxiety or to get a better night's sleep. The good level has well-being at the very center of their brand. As we've partnered up with them for this season, you can get a 15% discount off all their orders using Headstrong 15 at checkout. And if you're not sure about CBD yet, no worries. Joe and Johnny are always happy to chat and answer all your questions. You can contact them via their website or check out their Instagram, at the.good.level. And that's headstrong15 at checkout. And that's it for this episode of Headstrong. A massive thank you to James Locke for joining me on the podcast. I would like to wish him all the very best in all his future endeavours. I hope that you have enjoyed this podcast as well. And if you have, please do leave a rating, subscribe, leave a review, and... Pass it on to your friends, your family, whoever you might think will enjoy this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I will see you next week for another episode of Headstrong.
1: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen